Nosy Nancy's is a true crime podcast that deals with real life situations. If you are sensitive to any of the trigger words, this is not the podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Aliqua. And I'm Jasmine, and welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode 11. I know that we, at episode 10, we were like, we're never taking a break again. But listen, Mercury's in retrograde, and she was fucking us hard. She's kicking our ass. Like, no lube, okay? Like, hard. Really terrible. It's been awful. <laughs> it's, been, it's been awful. No, uh, my battery in my car died. I had tonsillitis and then, and then now I have to get my brakes done. So it's just, and then, oh, and then my, then discord wasn't working for our call. Yeah. It was horrible. And you know what the really fucked up part is? What? Mercury's not even in retrograde. What? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I thought it was. And then I was telling Jacob, you remember Jacob, I was telling his girlfriend, that oh mercury's in retrograde and and she was like i'm gonna look it up because she didn't know what it was and she goes i don't think it's in i don't think it's in retrograde and i was like (gasps) are you telling me that we're just getting fucked for no reason like there's not even a reason it doesn't start until august 23rd (laughs) august 23rd to september 14th (laughs) (laughs) okay well you know what we're just we're just the foreplay that's what we are that's exactly it (laughs) so speaking of of like space and stuff the u.s government has basically you know disclosed that there are aliens out there which i already knew that but now we know now we know for sure yeah can you imagine though like it's like my number one fear you know, aliens abducted. You remember uh, fire in the sky? Yeah. That abduction was like, so scary. (laughs) It was so scary. I remember I went to like Roswell just passing Mm -hmm. through, but I stopped off at the like alien museum and it was like some little podunk like place. And I walked in. Roxy went. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They were playing Fire in the Sky back there. Like, they had the little movie theater. Oh, And no. I walked in, like, right at the, the like, part where they're doing the, like, probing or whatever. They're doing <laughs> the the studies the- on Travis yeah, Walton. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, so intense. I was thinking about this today because your TikTok name is, is Captain Howdy and, like, mm-hmm. So Fire in the Sky and The Exorcist. Right. Is like my two, like, like those are my two movies that I'm just like, nope. Like, I don't care what anybody says about The Exorcist now. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's slow. (laughs) Because the scary parts are motherfucking scary, y'all. Who says it's slow? I didn't think it was slow. 
like everybody in the world those two movies are like for me those are the cream of the crop right those are like those are like the daddies of the daddies i i mean i like the exorcist a lot i don't think it's particularly scary but i think it is a classic do you remember that that. movie strange land with d snyder no i don't think so what was it about it's like this girl i haven't seen it in forever it's like this girl is like chatting online with Uh, with who she thinks is a cute boy but it's d snyder oh my god like all my fucking (laughs) all my online relationships that's what it's always been that's me (laughs) i'm but i'm d snyder (laughs) but d snyder like half of him is like all tattooed up and he's got like all these piercings and he's like really into like pain (laughs) and so he kidnaps her and like pierces her up i don't know it's weird but his his username on there is captain howdy so oh well captain howdy is a reference to the exorcist the exorcist yeah yeah and you know who the demon is supposedly that's pazuzu yeah yeah good old pazuzu you're not supposed to say his name like three times so don't say it again oh you're like supposedly if you say it too many times like he's that if you say pazuzu three times that he's gonna come (laughs) that's it you're gonna get possessed (laughs) well oh he possesses you yes well i know look good luck because you know what I sold my soul to Paul Rekovich in the fifth grade for 25 cents. So good luck, dudes. You know? <laughs> Satan's going to be real pissed when I get down there. And he's like, where's your fucking soul? And I'm going to say, take it up with Paul Rekovich. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rekovich? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a soda, you know? I just, I needed that 25 cents. So... You can't say you didn't add a little, like, razzle-dazzle to Paul Rukovich's life that day. Oh, yeah. I think he collected a couple of people's souls. He had a couple of coins, you know, and he was like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go around and get all these souls. And I was like, all right, how much are you buying them for? 25 cents. And, you know, back in fifth grade, actually, I think it was fourth grade. In fourth grade, you can get a, we had snack machines, right? <clears throat> and they were like 50 cents for like a coke or whatever so you're damn right i got that fucking 25 cents i was thirsty i was thirsty do you remember being thirsty in school and you're like trying to take a drink and everybody in line is like one mississippi two mississippi like you can only take a drink for so long how unsanitary fucking public drinking fountains oh yeah no no yeah they're probably pretty gross right it's sick it's sick Oh, Especially probably, the ones that, like, kids use. I love kids. Okay, and, like, my ex... my I have one ex that had kids. He had a bunch of kids, actually. His two youngest came and stayed with us for one, um, one, one summer. And Cheeto dust everywhere. Oh, my God. Like, I woke up, and it was like I stepped into Cheeto land. I swear to God. Constantly covered with Cheeto dust. And their breath, kids' breaths 
constantly smell like milk, even if they don't ever even drink milk. Yeah, I know. So What's up with thing? that? Y'all, make your kids drink some juice. Sick of this milk breath, you know? <laughs> Gotta sweeten it up. So, add, yeah. a little, add a little sweet to that sour. So yeah, aliens. So aliens happened. Mercury um, oh. not being in retrograde yet. That big bitch is just warming up. Sunday is gonna be Mutiny Market's uh, magazine release party. Fuck at, yes. Yeah, at the Volstead in Austin, Texas from 5 to 10. So if anybody wants to go, y'all please come show up because it's going to be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they have a lot going on, I saw. So Courtney is the... She owns and runs the Muni Market with her her partner. Yeah, uh, Michaela. Muni Market is like kicking ass. Like she... They've worked so hard. Um, they're coming out with this magazine that's really fucking dope. There's like a lot of awesome um, Austin artists. Uh, and, oh, awesome. And, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely going to go. But I would love to see anybody else who's listening if they want to come down there it's, uh, and celebrate. It's a five, <clears throat> $5 cover, right? 21 plus. Yep. Keep your milk breath, sticky hand, kids at home. Yeah, we cannot afford to have Cheeto dust everywhere this year. There's going to be live painting, film screenings, collage yeah. portraits, um, a DJ, live performances, vendors, and more. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. <clears throat> so, she's kind of a big deal, and um I'm just really happy and humbled and um just feel really loved by her that she would even put our little I know. teeny little tiny podcast so in sweet. there. sweet. Everybody go I out know. and support our friend Courtney and Mutiny Market. Yeah, the magazine is called Mmm Zine. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have for me today? Okay, so I have two um, today. You and Cliff Axel, that was mm -hmm. the plan anyway. You know, last year when we were going to do this episode, yeah. I was supposed to be doing Cliff Axtell, but turns out Cliff Axtell does not have a lot of information. Um, so I'm going to do a little blurb on him and then we're going to move on to Jonathan Honey. Cliff Axtell, he was pulled out uh, March 5th of 2023 out of Lady Bird Lake, which it just so happens that he married his wife. Uh, Megan McKnight on March 5th of 2016. So they actually found him on the date of his wedding anniversary dead. Oh. So that no. is horrible. That sucks. What a God. horrible fucking day. Oh my God. Could you imagine the devastation of that being like, I'm no. sure the happiest day of your life. And then it's like the worst fucking day ever. That would just be devastating. Like, yeah. I don't even know. And did they have kids? They did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those poor babies. So I'm hoping that they're handling everything well. He worked as a land specialist for Veritas Commercial Properties in Austin, Texas, where he was known for his innovative strategies in commercial real estate. Uh, he attended Harvard Extension School, where he made the dean's list each semester. He attended Southwest Bible Church and was active 
and celebrate recovery, their celebrate or CR program where he led worship there for three years. So, so another just like excellent, high performing, smart, smarty pants. Right. Basically. Exactly. exactly. I mean, the Dean's list, that, that, that's nothing to scoff about. Yeah. He enjoyed writing and playing music. Uh, he was last seen at Stubbs Barbecue in downtown Austin. I have no idea who he was with, what he was doing down there, or any other places that he went to aside from Stubbs. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, because Stubbs is not very close. I mean, that's Red River. Yeah. Like, that's not super close. To- the morning that he was pulled out, um, police responded to a call at 9.45 a.m., and he was on the 1100 block of West Riverside Drive. They said pretty much immediately that the death was being investigated as not suspicious. And that's literally all I have. <laughs> and like, if the families don't release the autopsy, there's just not enough. There's just it's not true. a lot of information. Yeah, it's so. true. The other person that I have, I have a little more information on, is Jonathan Honey who uh, he was in town for a bachelor party. So he yeah. was visiting for, from out of town. He was out drinking on Rainy Street, and he kind of broke away from his friend's group to go get some food from a food truck. Not sure which truck he went to, but um, he was reported missing March 31st, and he was found in Lady Bird Lake on April 1st. Jonathan was very, very active. He had um, a deep love for the outdoors, and he was a competitive runner. I can't even get up by myself half the time. (laughs) The only kind of running I do is the kind where I run my mouth. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) He was a competitive runner. Uh, He also had, like, a lifelong interest in clay shooting, he was a member of uh, Fairfax Road and Gun Club. I don't know what that means. I don't know where yeah. that is. Um, but he was also a cyclist, a backpacker, a snowboard snowboarder, a downhill skier. He's an actual snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a snowboarder. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> Whenever we laugh, it sounds like somebody's letting air out of a balloon. <laughs> if I was driving in my car listening to us, I would I would intentionally hit a tree. I, I would think. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> would be like, turn this shit off. Yeah. Uh, he had um, a deep love for the outdoors. He was a competitive runner. He had a lifelong interest in clay shooting. The guy was, was athletic. Yeah. He was... He was not afraid of the outdoors. Right. So he was a cyclist. I'm mentioning all of this because this is how how physical of a person he was. Right. Cyclist, <clears throat> backpacker, snowboarder, competitive runner, downhill skier, fisherman. Fisherman! He So he was comfortable on the water. Yeah. And he also had recently taken up rock climbing. Yeah, he knew. He knew what he was doing. He yeah. was a strong guy. To be a rock climber, you've got to be like, it's hard. Those weird grip things. My fucking 
like my feet i just i don't know like where are you supposed to hold on like yeah like what are you supposed to do how like am i supposed to throw my tits over my shoulders and then just like shimmy up oh i guess but i mean i'm not made for that shit like when the fuck am i gonna be climbing rocks i don't care no we don't care come on we're not yeah unless we see Dwayne the rock johnson that's the only rock i'll be climbing (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) so jonathan honey when he was originally found um the family did want their privacy respected during that time understandably um but they did release his toxicology report Ooh, this is where it's interesting. The toxicology report did show that there was presence of alcohol, amphetamine, and hydroxyzine, which is an antihistamine. Uh, Jonathan's medical history had indicated a prescription for ADHD, mm. for ADHD, uh, yeah. which kind of aligned with the uh, amphetamine in his system um but they the autopsy concluded that no other substances including ghb were detected so they did test for ghb for him so his his tox green came back negative of any kind of like roofie or or illicit drug like that besides amphetamine which was probably a prescription yeah yeah um (laughs) So here's the thing is that GHB can be detected in blood for up to eight hours, saliva for up to six hours, urine up to 12 hours and hair for up to a month. They estimate that Jonathan was missing for roughly like 15 hours. Um, If they are investigating a suspicious death blood urine vitreous humor which is the gelatinous tissue that fills your eyeballs like behind the lens yeah yeah um your gastric contents bile liver and hair tests are all going to be done for the toxicology report but uh post-mortem blood is kind of problematic because often like it's a kind of a variable condition like the changes changes in concentration from one place to another after death and just depending on like the lividity and everything um and also the degree of decomposition can interfere with all of the specimens that they take so for someone even like the hair follicles and everything? Yeah. So for someone found... Well, let me get into the hair in a second because I do have okay. notes for that. But Perfect. Um, so for someone found in the water, your eyes are going to be already fucked up. You know, your right. skin and everything is going to be kind of fucked. Uh, and because you're in the water, you're decomposing faster I mean, this was March, well, April. So it was in the warmer months. This is Texas. Just assuming, you know, it's Texas weather. So you know it's hot. 
Also, I read a couple of different studies about hair tests. So GHB, first of all, is something that your body naturally like makes anyway. Um, uh, yeah, ju- right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just at very low levels. Um, so the bar is kind of confusing on what exactly qualifies as an over overdose or overuse of GHB. And then um, hair tests for GHB are known to be less accurate, even with someone who's alive. But during post-mortem toxicology, uh, hair is also subject to a lot of external contamination issues that can kind of mitigate its value. So Hmm. pretty much the test, like testing for things post-mortem, you're not always getting a reliable answer for things like that. Because every time I tell people about this podcast, what I tell these people is that, you know, water deaths are so hard to determine the cause of drowning. Like, you can, you can determine if they drowned. Right. Uh, but it's of why they drowned. You, it's, you can't. It's almost impossible because of stuff like this. Because the bacteria in the water and just just how our bodies react to it is just, it's just astounding. It's it's astonishing how fast it can just destroy evidence. And it exactly. does. Yeah, it really and does. It washes it away. Literally. There was a guy that was like, in, in one of the groups that was like, oh, we're all, we're all satisfied with the medical examiners. And I'm like, and I was like, we, who the fuck is we? I was like, no, we are not. I was like, and this is why, because most medical examiners, they don't have the time. They don't have the resources to, to do um, accurate tests on exactly they to dump a body in the water is a perfect crime exactly well that's all i have oh is it that's it when i was at trey and roxy's house Mm -hmm. last week um we were watching this show called vice i'm sure everybody knows about it but it's basically you know a documentary style show that usually talks about like certain types of drugs just like underground shit right and there's a drug called devil's breath and the scientific name for it is i don't remember and uh, it's from colombia and i've i've heard it mentioned in um the group before but i was like devil's breath okay sally you know and i like watched this documentary and this this drug is pretty is pretty interesting it doesn't show up on toxicology reports, but it's it's grown like cocaine, where it comes in like pods, like cacao. Really, you have to yeah, where you have to like uh, process it, and you got to cut it with other stuff to make it into like the drug that it is. But this drug, this particular drug, is known throughout Colombia. You can get it in, in a powder, and you can also get it into a pill form. But the powder form is more effective, and it's more. I think readily available um it's airborne so if you blow it in somebody's face they're gonna be in a trance within like i think 30 to 20 30 minutes um so basically what this drug does it like puts a person in a state of like they don't remember it they're awake but they're not 
they're not really they're coherent but they're not themselves so it's really easy easy to like manipulate um, them yeah manipulate them um they're pretty much putty in your in your hands and this this particular episode was about this guy who uh, gangster and he was like getting out of it right he was getting out of of that lifestyle and he was at a wedding and it was it's really big in Colombia for people to use it to rob people especially like prostitutes mm-hmm. they'll they'll like they'll like uh put it in their in their John's drinks or whatever and then rob them and never touch them right right um but this guy basically they did this to this guy and he was out he couldn't he couldn't recollect what had happened um, he was with this this girl in the sky, basically, and he later found out who they were. It was a it was a pimp and a prostitute, and he um, they robbed him blind, like they fucking robbed him. But the thing is that like they told him, "Hey, go to your house, take us to your house." Um, they basically tell them to do it all, and so like they're not technically robbing you because you're the one that's like giving them all the stuff just right. willingly, right? So this guy like this guy like got even, and he basically tortured, raped them, and killed them. Had them killed because he was like, "You fucked with the wrong person." Yeah, but it's but it it would be it it wouldn't be hard. It's not a hard. I mean, it's, I think it might be kind of difficult to get here in the states, but. I know it's not impossible to have. And if these guys are just walking off, like a lot of them are doing, yeah. It's not it's not far fetched that maybe somebody has this devil's breath and is like just telling these guys to walk into the fucking lake. Right. Cause all you really need to get shit like that is access to like the dark web and shit, right? I mean because yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly. how to get on there or anything, but no, yeah, right, me either. <laughs> I mean, I'm I know people do get like get on there and get yeah. whatever they they need. Uh, they do. I mean, yeah, organs. My guy is is a guy who survived an attack in uh, Boston in 2022 um, on November 8th. So this is and your he- your. Christian yeah. Pugh. Yeah, this is my Christian Pugh. His name is Josh Schroeder. Um, and at the time, he was 24 years old. On November 8th, 2022, 24-year-old Cape Cod native Josh Schroeder went with a couple of his friends to see the Celtics play at TD Garden- Gardens in Boston, Massachusetts for one of his friends' birthday. Now, TD Gardens is where William Hurley was slipped the GHB. Right. And remember, he was on Nashua, Nashua Street, and his like he was like two hundred yards from his girlfriend or his fiance, and he was kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. So this is the this is the same spot. Okay. Yeah. Um. After the game ended, the group walked back to their car, which was parked at the State Police Barracks Marine Division, to change out of their jerseys and into a better clothes to go out on the town in. Um. The barracks were next to the TD Stadium and and housed the boats that were used for security on the on going through the Charles River. One of the guys who was in the group worked at the barracks and that allowed them to park their car there and just walk over to the stadium. This was not the first time they had access to the parking and Josh reiterates that he was pretty familiar with the area. So um, he, he knew 
he's this was like the fifth or sixth time that they had parked at the barracks the parking lot does back up to the charles river mm-hmm. there's like a steep um like like a 15 feet inclination down into um the river right so they knew uh they knew where they were there was a small bridge that also went from like the barracks uh, to like it was like a pedestrian br- bridge that was like from the barracks to like the other side of the charles river and he said that there there were people, you know, walking back and forth. Um, I don't, he didn't recall anybody walking. He was like, well, he, he didn't recall anybody when he was by the river, but I'll, I'll get there. That night at the game, Josh claims to have only had two tall boys throughout the entirety of the game. He did not feel inebriated at all. On the way back to the car, Josh told his buddies that he was going to go use the restroom And the last thing Josh remembers once he left his friends at the car was coming up to the banks of the Charles River approximately 30 feet away from where they had parked. The next time he would regain consciousness was at the hospital hours after the incident. Um, So what Josh knows from the incidents is as follows. He loses consciousness at the top of the embankment, which is about a 15 foot slope made of smooth rocks into the Charles River. Um, he is face down in the water for more than a minute and a half when a young man and his father walking along the bridge above hear someone screaming for help and then jump into the river and pull the unconscious Josh to safety. There was a man who Josh does not remember ever seeing beforehand in the water when Josh falls into the Charles River unconscious. Um, the man screams for help. The father and son who are not fa- not far hear him and finn the son jumps into the river and pulls josh to safety in the news article written about the incident there's a picture of finn and the other man kneeling down beside josh as they pulled him onto the bank uh the unidentified man's face is partially hidden from the camera at the hospital josh is reported to have suffered blunt force trauma to the side of his face right next to his ear a knot on his forehead and all of his belongings were still on his person including his wallet yep including his wallet with a decent amount of cash and his phone uh before josh was taken to the hospital finn and the unidentified man brought him to the bank where finn recalls josh regaining consciousness briefly enough to expel the water from his lungs by coughing and later told josh that at that point he heard the water causing gurgling sounds when he breathed the hospital kept Josh all weekend for observation due to his oxygen levels being so low upon admittance. While in the hospital, Josh was given a toxicology screening where they found no evidence of roofies, illicit drugs, and a very low alcohol level. He was also given a CAT scan, which revealed Josh did suffer a minor concussion. Josh's body was also free of any scrapes or bruising, despite the fact he was wearing a sleeveless jersey when he supposedly found out, fell down the rocky embankment and into the Charles River below. Unfortunately, due to where the incident was, the cameras that were on the barracks grounds were not pointed in the direction of where Josh had fallen into the water. So here's this. This is what I this is what's so interesting to me is that. That man this is what I think because they can't find anything. Nobody found out who, who he was. He never told anybody his name. So Finn was the, was the son and his father, I don't know his name, but Finn told Josh that, that, that basically, you know, once they pulled him to shore and the EMS came and everything, that guy bolted. He was gone. Right. 
Right. He he never gave an interview. He never said anything. So this is what I think. This is what I think is interesting. And this this might this might be why um, people aren't finding any kind of drugs in any of these guys' systems besides William Hurley. If you remember with Martin Gutierrez, he had a blunt force trauma to the back of his head, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I think happened, and this is just a theory, and this is this is what Josh kind of theorizes as well. A guy who was screaming for help, nobody knows who this guy is, right? And there there is a picture of him, and we can post it onto the group. But um, I think that guy fucking hit him in the side of his head because... Mm-hmm in like above where his ear is there was a massive like it was it was bloody it was it was a wound i think he hit him on the side of the head i think i think josh grabbed him out of like instinct and pulled him down while he fell into the water that would make a big commotion right right and then the guy realizes that there's these people walking and then he's like oh fuck like help help so that he can make a quick getaway distract everybody let's say josh had like a seizure or something Mm. and he and he seized out and he like fell into the water like he his body would have rolled down the embankment he would have markings all up and down his arms yeah like they said in other uh medical examinations the protruding parts of his face would also be scuffed up. Yeah, I mean, he would have some sort of, um, some sort of a mark, a yeah, scratch, and, and something. Martin Gutierrez had a had a blunt force trauma to the back of his head. Yeah, so there were some... several with blunt with blunt force trauma. Yeah. So what if they just what if they're just hitting these people in their head and pushing them in the water? That would make sense. <laughs> Especially because the, these are athletic men. Yeah. You wouldn't approach them from the front where they could see you. You would have to, you know. Yeah, you'd have to you'd surprise them. You'd have to punk them. them. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is a really interesting case, and I think it's pretty spooky. Yeah, no, um, it really is. If that guy did jump him, then he knew. He, he, he knew that the cameras weren't weren't going to show him. Mm. I wonder then if the if the dude who did the jumping like worked around the area or if he worked you know just to know that the cameras were off. Yeah, he must have. I mean, I think so. If if this is an underground group, then there's going to be multiple people yeah. that that are going to do things differently, right? Exactly. So, so I mean, if if one guy is like knocking him out and then and then letting them fall into the water, like then that that's just as effective as somebody drugging somebody, pushing them in the water, or whatever it is that we think that they do. Because we do know for a fact that William Hurley was he did have GHB in his system. Yeah, exactly. He was but, our first but, our first confirmed case of GHB. Yeah. But this was almost you know this is that was in two thousand and nine. So the person who got William Hurley may not be the same person that tried to get Josh. Yeah. So their methods would be different. Could be different. Theoretically. I don't know. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It makes sense. But I was thinking, you know, 
just the way that the slope was. That's crazy. Yeah. That is I know. crazy. It I just know. goes to show, it, like, you never fucking know. You're walking around every day. You just never fucking know, like, what's going to be happening mm-hmm. to you. That's right. I mean, he had no idea. And he was only 30 feet away from his friends. Yeah, like... Ugh. That's the scary part. You would think that the barracks would have fucking cameras everywhere. Seriously. I'll never Just let crazy. anybody. You, Todd, nobody. Oh, 30 feet away from me. <laughs> You're going to be like, well, those moms that have, you know, those moms that have like, they're all their kids on leashes, except it's going to be like all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five feet. All, yeah. Five That's feet. What you get. Five feet rule. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll be so safe. <laughs> I'm going to do that to all my friends, but my friends are just going to end up killing themselves because they're going to be so sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, when we release this, it'll be on Friday, which, do you know what that that is on Friday? On Friday? Yeah. Is it the 13th? No. It's my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My little Leo. I'm going to turn 30 none your fucking business. Like this is the last year of my 30s basically. Oh I my mean God. that's a that that you know what you've lived a good long life. Oh <laughs> wait, when do when are we considered cougars? How long do I have to wait for that? I don't know. Maybe like that's a what good like question. 40 like 45? Someone please tell us. See, you have to hang out until you can be a cougar. I don't even like younger men. Are you kidding? I've always gone for older guys. I know. It's so bizarre. As you get older, they're getting more and more fucking <laughs> older. <laughs> I get, they're I get fucking older. geriatric. <laughs> I know. I get older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> I don't know. 42, 40, 42 to 45 is like the sweet spot, I think, for men. That's what you like? <clears throat> yeah. We'll settle it down. Yeah, calm, about, calm it down. Talking about age. Um, if you do like our podcast, we would love if you could follow us on Instagram. It's Nosy Nancy's. And we would love to have you in our group on Facebook. It's Nosy Nancy's podcast. Just send the request. We'll let you in. Yep. Um, we also have a TikTok. It's Nosy Nancy's podcast. Yep. And I'm not even going to mention the Twitter because it's not even called Twitter anymore. And fuck Elon Musk, okay? I know you um, want to. Space Daddy E. It's the rock this, this episode. Elon had his time. We are still looking for listener stories. So if you have any, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at nosynancies at gmail.com. That's N-O-S-E-Y-N-A-N-C-I-E-S at gmail.com. And I think, yeah, I think that really kind of, uh, I think that covers it. Covers it up. Covers it up. Covers it up. Like a, like a Travis County medical examiner's report. Is that sick or not? That was sick. That was so sick. Bro. I thought so. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your patience. (laughs) 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 While we struggled to get this episode released. Come out on Sunday to the Volstead Lounge. Yeah, please go support Courtney because I wish that we could go, but we have to work the next day. 
I'm married yeah. to my job, I think is what yeah. is, is what, what someone Cord- is Courtney said. Yeah, Courtney Oh said really? That. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, Well, I'm okay, not... I'll accept it from Courtney. No, yeah. And she said I have no <laughs> friends. So which is not which is not wrong, I guess. Um I have I have my friends. Yeah. I just never talk I'm a to friend. I never talk to them or see them. I'm a friend. Um hey. you are a friend. You're one of my best friends. Oh, you're my best friend. All right, let's calm it down. All right. Um, <laughs> so next week I'm going to be doing John Christopher Hayes Clark. We're going to continue uh, the Wednesday filming for a minute. Yeah. At least to yeah. fi- finish out the season. So. Yeah, definitely. If Mercury wants to keep finessing us, then we'll let you know. I mean, I don't mind that Mercury in retrograde is, is like, fucking us. But, like, how about you just pull my hair a little bit, you know? I mean, just, yeah, zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah, come on. Take me out for dinner, at Take least. Take me out for dinner. All right, so uh, stay tuned. Ciao. Say la vie, my... Food.